Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive original show and we talk about it. My name is Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Dollface. The Hulu exclusive. The Hulu exclusive Dollface starring Kat Denner. Denning. Cat Denning. What did you think of the show? I liked it quite a bit. I have not thought about it since I watched it. It was just like, whatever for me. I don't know. It made no impact on me. Let's start maybe by describing the show so that what I'm about to say can have a little bit of context. Yeah. It's a show about Cat Denning's character whose name is... I don't remember... Dollface. We'll call her Dollface because that's what she's called to start the show, at least. Yeah, and she loves being called Dollface. <laughs> no, she hates it. So she is out to brunch or breakfast with her boyfriend, and he says that he doesn't love her anymore. And this is like the start of the show. Yeah, it was a cool. Um, it was a cool. What is that crane shot? Sure. Past like women at brunch taking like Instagram pictures of their food and like doing selfies and stuff, and then eventually gets to the table with Kat Denning and the boyfriend sitting there in like hoodies and sweatpants just eating, and then she says something and he just goes, I don't love you anymore. And then they talk about that for like five minutes. Yeah. So they've been in a relationship for five years. Mm-hmm. After about five minutes of them talking about it, in which he uses the argument... She says, we've been together for five years. And he says, imagine doing what we just did like ten more times and then just dying. I don't, I didn't. That's I, marriage. Yeah, I didn't get that. What was he trying to say? He doesn't want to do that for the next 50 years of his life. Do what for the next 50 oh, be, be in five this relation- years? Oh, they, They've been in this five-year relationship. He values it so little he doesn't want to do that again nine more times. Got it. Do you like the show now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, she asks for a bite of his food. Yeah, he, he asked, she asks for a bite of his huevos rancheros. And yeah. He says he doesn't love her anymore. Right. Do you think that was what did it? I think that was the the, the huevo that broke the rancheros back. <laughs> Just, like, so in love with her, and then she wants a bite of those huevos rancheros, and he has to wait, like, I really like these huevos rancheros. I might be in love with these huevos rancheros. <laughs> right. How badly do I not want to give her a bite? <laughs> oh, fuck. I guess we pull the ripcord. I don't love you anymore. Yep. Here's what I know about Dollface. Okay. She cleans when she's upset. Yep. She doesn't know how to be a woman. And she also hallucinates when she's been broken up with. (laughs) Right. Because, well, first, before we get to that bus ride. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the start of it. That's, that's the start of her hallucinations. Right. They talk about the pets, so yes. he's going to keep the dog, and the dog's name is Johnny Drama, and she gets to keep the cat, and the cat's name is Turtle. Do you know what the other name we were considering for Huckleberry was? Johnny Drama. Nope, it was Turtle. We almost named her Turtle. So then, she gets out of the car in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Why? Why doesn't he drive her home? I Because this whole... This whole sequence starting from there on is just a vision quest, basically detailing what it's like to to leave a relationship like that. I don't think she's literally in the middle of nowhere. She just feels like she's in the middle of nowhere. 
Whoa, dude. Right? Deep. Wow. I'm starting to like this show. Sure. But also, I think it, it just furthers, like, it wasn't like he kicked out of the car or anything like that, but there was definitely a sense of, like, oh, this dude's a dick for not driving her home or for not doing whatever. Although, did she have a home? Maybe they were living together. I think they were living together. She goes through, well, he says um, he's going to stay at, her sis- at his sister's Fair while enough. she moves out. Yeah. Fair enough. So he drops her off in the middle of nowhere, and a bus pulls up. It's not a greyhound. It's a gray cat. And there's a cat driving the bus. A cat lady driving the bus. A cat person. No, it's a cat lady. A cat person. Like, it's it's a, like, cat lady has connotations to it, which is, like, it's a lady who, like, has a lot of cats. That's yeah. not what this, this was, like, literally a cat person who right. happened to be a female. But, no, they a were. A female cat person. Right, but they were doing a cat lady thing. Like, it was an allusion to the idea of a cat lady. I know. I'm I'm saying for, like, our listeners who are maybe considering watching the show, like, it's literally a, a person with a cat's head on it. Yes. It's a cat person right. who happens to be a cat a cat lady. Right. She, But that's the point of it, is, like, she is a cat lady driving the bus. Also, I don't know if it was her or not, but did you think that maybe that sounded a little like Amy Sedaris? I didn't pick that up, no. You ever watch BoJack Horseman? No. Okay, I watched some BoJack Horseman. We definitely need to watch BoJack Horseman for this show. Okay. Um, I'll put it on the schedule. Amy Sedaris plays a cat. Like, it's it's all a bunch of anthropomorphic animals in that show, and she's a cat in that show, too. I don't think this was actually Amy Sedaris. The more she talked, the less it sounded like her. But definitely at the start, it sounded a lot like Amy Sedaris. And I couldn't, like, I looked it up very briefly and didn't see her listed as part of the cast. The bus is filled with crying women that are all clearly going through a breakup like that themselves. And as they're driving along this desolate road, there are multiple stops. Um, uh, guys, girl, guys, girls. So they're driving and she's talking about how she doesn't have any girlfriends. And she's like, well, you gotta like stay with your ladies or else unless you want to be a guys girl. And then they pass by guys girl land. And it's just a bunch of women saying, do you want a shotgun a beer? Oh my God. I love video games. Do you want a shotgun a beer? Um, the reason I bring this up is because this is another one of those rare examples. And maybe none of the other ones have ever made it to air on our podcast, but there's another one of those rare examples where the captions was really fucking weird. Like I leave close captioning on for most shows that I watch. And they said, do you want to shag and a beer? Whoa, dude, that's a whole different meaning. (laughs) It's a whole, like I was reading that. I'm like, why the fuck are they saying shag? They can say fuck if they want to, because I was reading it. I didn't hear it as shotgun until like it was going on for a little bit. And I'm like, Oh no, they're saying shotgun. Why the fuck did they think it said shag and a beer? Do they not have the writers from these shows, like, say, here's the script, put this into closed captioning? Have you ever shotgunned a beer? Yes. Are you good at it? Absolutely not. Oh. I've shotgunned a beer exactly twice in my life. Really? Once when I moved, like, the night before we moved away from Oregon, a couple buddies of mine helped me move all our shit down to the U-Haul. And then when we were done, we shotgunned a beer. I don't know why. And then it's the, like a thing. It was like a yeah, but all like none of us were those type of people that like none of I. I don't know that any of my buddies were in a frat, and this seems like a very frat activity. Uh-huh. And then the other time was just like two years ago when I was, or like a year and a half ago when I was up in Canada because they wanted to. Two of the guys wanted to race because apparently one of them is insanely good at shotgunning beers. And it turns out he's insanely good at shotgunning beers, like done in less than two seconds. Oh, 
Well, dude, I'm going to pause the recording. No. And here comes number three. Uh-huh. I got some beers in the fridge. Uh-huh. Let's go shotgun them. Uh-huh. For the podcast. Okay. And we're back from shotgunning a beer. You're no fun. <laughs> it's, it is, it, I didn't find it fun either time. I just found it to be a really poor way to deal with a beer. It, it's, it's not, it, I don't know. Have you ever shotgunned a beer? Is this you trying to like shotgun a beer for the first time? I've shotgunned a beer okay. a few times. I can't name the times because I'm not a weirdo, but I just thought it would be like a fun bonding thing for you and me to shotgun a beer. See, if you had lied just now and said that it was your first time, I probably would have done it because I've been like, oh shit, like sure, <laughs> let's do it now. But like, you would not have. I, no. I absolutely, like literally the words were forming my brain as you were starting to answer that question. I was like, oh shit, is this his first time? All right, fine. Fuck it. Let's do it. But no, I don't. It's, I, I would absolutely drink a beer with you right now. I will not shotgun a beer. It's, it's such a fucking waste of beer. All right. Good compromise. I'll be right back. <laughs> and that's the sound that will, like. Yeah. And we're still bonding over a beer. Sure. All right. Win win. And there's not a bunch of beer all over the floor. We're going to go out onto the deck to shotgun a beer. Yeah, even on the deck, like, it's still a fucking waste of beer. <laughs> that may have more to do with me being bad at shotgun beer. What other, like, rights of friendship do we need to go through together? Just to be closer as friends. We've already started a podcast together, which is a thing that I haven't done with any of my other friends. Uh-huh. So I feel like our bond is already, like, so much deeper. Uh, I think road trip needs to happen. Oh, yeah. We for, should for, go like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Road trip it is. Okay. Anyway, back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went by, they drove by the guy's girl town. Then they drove by, or then a woman said, stop, stop. I have to get off of this bus. And of course, the stop that they're on was rebound town, um, where some dude was waiting. And what did he say? He said, I live with my mom. Want to get married? And she seriously considered it. <laughs> So it's just a, like it, this. It, it was a very literal and pretty absurd view on what it's like to get back into the world after a relationship, and uh, lessons about womanhood and sisterhood and stuff too. Sure, because sure. there's like I, I mean I don't remember who says that, but they explicitly say women need each other now more than ever. Yeah, they said that a couple times. I'm not sure what that means necessarily, but I'm also not a woman, so maybe I don't need to know. Or maybe you more, do need to know. Maybe I need to know now more than ever. Right. Um, and then they get to the um, bus station, and the intercom says, to reconnect with girlfriends and proceed to emotional baggage claim. Yeah, that I was enjoyed pretty, that. Yeah. There, there were a lot of those sorts of, like, that's what I enjoyed about this show. There was a lot of those, like, absurd sort of things. Like, she ends up going, like, nobody is there to pick her up, unlike a lot of these other girls who have, like, a lot of their girlfriends there to like celebrate and have them back. She doesn't have anybody. And so then she goes to the front desk and like asks like, is there anybody here to pick me up? And the woman at the desk says that uh, all of her personal relationships have expired. Yeah. Her accountant has a woman as a woman is on hold. Yes. Personal relationships have all expired. She has no friends and she's like, friends aren't milk. What? Yeah. When she's like, your relationships have expired, oh. you have no friends. She's like, friends aren't milk. Milk? <laughs> milk. You want a hot glass of milk? 
Um, so I wrote, this is later on in my notes, but at one point I felt like this show was just throwing, throwing shit at the wall, throwing joke spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. It was just like one weird thing after another, after another, after another. And just like, even like weird zany one-liners just like kept coming like an avalanche of it. And I didn't like it. So then Dollface shows up on one of her old friend's doorstep. And her old friend goes, oh my god, Jeremy broke up with you. And then says, I was your freshman roommate and your best friend. (laughs) And then I wrote in uh, my note, I wrote Kim Possible. Do you know why I wrote Kim Possible in here? Why did you write Kim Possible? Man? I'm genuinely asking if you know why I wrote Kim Possible. I mean, I know that they mentioned a character in Kim Possible, yes. Okay, what did they say? They said that she was sexually attracted to a character in Kim Possible. Got it. So that's why I wrote Kim Possible in my notes. Oh, you just couldn't remember why you wrote that? <laughs> yeah, okay, got it. Why I wrote yeah, no, she said that uh, I think when she was retelling all of like the reasons why they were close friends... She's like, you're the only person that I told. <laughs> oh, no. She says, I'm your, I was your freshman roommate, your best friend. I was the only person that you told that you were attracted to the male character from Kim Possible. And then Dollface is like... I just really like the way they drew his smile. <laughs> and then, uh, the last time we spoke, you replied to a spam email from my account. See, all you're doing is like... You didn't like the show, but a lot of what you're retelling are like the things like, and it's, it's all the notes that I had. It was things that was funny. I don't know what it was that you did, like what didn't connect on the show for you. You're right. No, I think I did like the show. Are you sure though? Yeah. You're sure like. I think I liked it. <laughs> I feel like it was like, I not to get into like the retelling of every joke that was on the show, but like, I feel like there was a good mix of jokes. Yes. There was a lot of like random stuff, but I feel like it was in service of a narrative. So like there was one at one point where. Uh, she asks if their friend Stella is still dating that Croatian pirate. And the other girl replies, not everyone who violates maritime law is a pirate, Jules. That's her name, Jules. <laughs> and I found that really fucking funny. But literally the next thing out of her mouth was, and no, they're not dating anymore. Like you would know that if you'd been around that sort of thing. So like, it didn't feel like it was some completely random ass thing. It was, here's a joke in service. So I was getting to a point about what it's like to be re-entering friendships like this. Um, one time I got a spam email from a friend of mine's account. His name is Nick, and I don't think he listens to this podcast, but his wife, Marnie. So he's not really actually a friend then? Got it. Wow. You just put, like, all of your... He's he's not listening, so yes, I'm going to put him on blast. Yeah, but you put, like, all of your friends on blast. They're not listening either. Wow. Or if they're not listening either, then yeah, I guess they're not really friends. Yeah. So anyway, I got a email from him that said that he was in London and he was trapped there and he needed money. And I emailed back, like, what are you talking about? I just had coffee with your wife this morning and she did not mention that you were in London. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was pretty it was pretty last minute. And I was like. Are we still going fishing this weekend? What are you, what is going on? <laughs> and then he's like, Oh yeah, I think, I think so. And then, uh, but only if you wire me money. <laughs> right. And then 
uh, I like your your dad lives in London. Why don't you go talk to your dad? And he says, uh, "Oh, I can't get a hold of him. I don't know where my dad is. I really need this money." And then I say, "You know, I know this isn't a good time to tell you this, but I've been sleeping with your wife, and I really think that." Maybe I should just send you this money to make up for it. You won't even have to pay me back. And then the part where I felt really bad was when the, like, fake Nick was going like, oh, yeah, no, these things happen. I totally forgive you. (laughs) But only if you wire me this money. Right. Please just send me the money. I forgive you. I forgive. And I was like, shit. Like, I know that these guys, these are scammers, but... What are, where's the line for these people? There, there, there is isn't no line. one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like he looks back, that scammer looks back on that email exchange and thinks, you know what? I should have gone with angry. He didn't buy me when I uh, uh, forgave him right away. I should have gone with angry. And then maybe he would have offered to pay me right. even more. And then I could have been like, you know what? You're a true friend. Right. Anyway, this has been Scammer Tips with Eric. Yeah. There's a lot better ones. Uh, of those, like, there's TED Talks of people doing that type of stuff. Okay. Where are we? The show, uh, and probably why I liked it so much, resonated with me on a very strong level. Not so much the whole, like, sisterhood thing, but definitely the whole being in a relationship and kind of abandoning all friendship sort of thing. Um, and the reason it probably resonated so hard was because literally just a week and a half ago, I had a conversation with Nick when we were like after the concert or whatever, and we were hanging out and talking and we were talking about exactly this, about how I had like, when I was in a relationship before Kathy, I had backed out of our door. Like we were in the dorm together freshman year and I was never there for that first semester. And I backed out of the agreement second semester, basically leaving without a roommate. And I didn't see him for like a year or something like that at the point in time. And so it was us, like, literally talking about exactly this and talking about what a shithead I was at that point in time as far as just, like, completely abandoning any semblance of friendships that I had. Wow. That talk really sounds like a good bonding moment, like a good, like, rite of passage. It, 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 I mean, it was, a, it was, honestly, it was probably the, like, deepest bonding moment I've ever had with anyone <laughs> ever. Uh-oh. <laughs> But then even, not, like, I remember very distinctly, and this doesn't even have to do with Nick necessarily so much as, like, uh, other friends and stuff like that that I hadn't talked to in, like, the two and a half years that I'd been in this relationship. Just, uh, like, having to, like, call them out of blue and be like, hey, like, do you want to do friends stuff? And, like, going and hanging out with them and, like, that awkwardness of, like, we've got to remember how to be friends again. That's right. Like, this is a weird thing that, like, we haven't talked for two and a half years and... Yeah. So a lot of this show resonated on a personal level, if not the like whole sisterhood female level. Yeah. I was introduced to a woman through mutual friends and we dated for a while and then had a messy breakup. And I was, I don't know if I, I, I want to say I was embarrassed by my part in it because I was right, but. <laughs> I it was it was a messy breakup and I just sort of haven't really talked to them. I've 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 run into them a few times and talked to them, but like haven't hung out with them or anything. And like I don't know, kind of miss them. They're you know, but yeah, 
And that was so long ago now. I mean, yeah, a long time ago. So, you know what? I'm going to uh, schedule a hangout with them. You know, the uh, the guy that I told you about that messaged me kind of out of the blue mm-hmm. and to say, like, hey, by the way, like, digging the podcast is one of the friends that, like, I, for reasons other than me just being gone for two and a half years, like, had kind of a, a like, just falling out with around that point in time. So it was just a weird, like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm still here. Nothing's going, sort of thing. So it was nice. Cool. This podcast is really, I, I mean, I'm glad this podcast is bringing you closer to somebody. Yep. Multiple somebodies, actually, it sounds like. Just just lots and lots of people that I'm getting like much, much closer to. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> the Hammer and Neal bar that they were going to. <laughs> or Nile. Hammer and Nile. <laughs> Army Hammer and Nile from One Direction. They opened a bar together called Hammer and Nile. I, I don't know. There were just a lot of like those little jokes. The bit where she's going to talk with uh, the people I will describe, for lack of a better word, as the mean girls of the office. And as she was trying to talk to them, the table just, like, literally scoots away. And not like a, oh, they're scooting away from her, but, like, literally it's flying across the office as she tries to approach. There was just lots of stuff that I really, like, I really dug about the show that was really, it was really funny. It was absurd, but it was really funny. I don't know what more I had to say about the show. I don't want to write it. I don't think I want to write an episode two for this. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't have anything, like, I really liked the show, mm-hmm. and it's, got, like, our episode twos go one of two ways. It's either really absurd, or it's like, oh, this is what I think is going to happen, and I don't know that there's anything interesting that I think is going to happen. And the show's absurd enough. The show's absurd enough, like, we could just, we could normcore it and just be like, uh, then uh, she gets into a healthy relationship and maintains all of her female friendships. Did you just say normcore? Yeah, instead of hardcore, yeah. Is that a thing, or did you make that up? No, it's. I heard it somewhere. I don't know where, though. We have two new... How many are we at now? We had five. Now so we have seven? seven. Holy shit. People are, are flying here. Yeah. Seven reviews. We've got two new reviews, and we're at seven ratings, and wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five. Five reviews, seven ratings. So we need three more ratings to come up with a comedy sketch to make this show more listenable. Um, <laughs> also to give us some filler for when we really like or really hate a show. <laughs> when we really hate a show, dude, we we don't have any problems. Like <laughs> Boss Baby, Malibu Rescue. Prank Encounters. Prank Encounters. Yeah. Um, so let me read the two new reviews we got. The first one we got is from co-worker named Jake Augie, and his review says, Boz D is rocking in your intro, funny back and forth, and very chill. It sounds like two best friends just talking like they would in their living room to each other, which is basically what this is. Super (laughs) relatable and all-around good. Woof woof. Uh, that woof woof is a reference to when one of the episodes Huckleberry barks at you and interrupts you, and you start off over, and then I bark at you and interrupt you, and he thought that that was funny, which it was. <laughs> and then uh, another one. I don't know who this is from. Did you read this yet? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, maybe some of these clues will let you know who it is. Okay. 
because the uh, username says Bwahaha. Yeah, you sent that to me already. I had no idea. Yep. Based and on that. The title is Best Episode 1 Podcast. It says... Oh, by the way, thank you, Jacob, for your review. Uh, but this one is Best Episode 1 Podcast, and it says... Hands down, my favorite podcast featuring these guys. Listen, laugh, and love along with Michael and the other one as they discuss their lives and streaming services. For real, did you see the Joker? Why? In summation, listen, rate, review, and may the Cinnamon Wizard be with you. So I feel like this was a deep-faked review. Where it just cherry-picked random words. None of that makes any sense. If it's an actual person, and there's someone I know, they can go fuck themselves. Dude! I'm sorry. Also, thank you the, for leaving a the review. The other guy. No, no, no. Not thank you. The other guy? What the fuck? If it's someone you know, I get it. Unforgettable. <laughs> I, it might be my friend Mark. I'm gonna text him. Okay, you start... Doing your wrap-up thing. We'll see if I get a response from Mark. Okay, perfect. Uh, thank you for listening to the Episode 1 Podcast with Michael and Eric. Uh, please feel free to check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com. That's one spelled out O-N-E. Or follow us on Twitter at Podcast Episode 1, and that's the numeral one. Uh, make sure to check out the Episode 1 Podcast Facebook group. You can use any of those to keep you up to date on all of our episodes or leave a suggestion or idea about a show that we should watch. Um, and we will promptly not listen. Uh, if you liked the show... Please subscribe on your podcast of choice and make sure to leave a review or at least a rating. Um, we are trying very hard over the next two years to get enough ratings and enough listeners, and enough consistent content to become certified reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes because I guarantee you we're better than some of the shit that they've got on there. Um, and last but not least, big thanks to Boz D for the use of our theme song, which is Who's the Cowboy off the album Get Smart and Run Faster. It was Mark. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's so thanks, Mark, for the fucking review. Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs>